This is The Ordinary Christian Podcast, a podcast dedicated to real people like you seeking to live out your Christian faith in the ordinary aspects of everyday life. My name is Craig Thompson, and I'm your host for this podcast. I'm a husband, father, pastor, and writer. I hope that this podcast will help you to use the margins of your everyday life to live more intentionally for Jesus. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of The Ordinary Christian Podcast. What kind of community do you live in? What kind of church are you a part of? Or uh, what kind of family uh, structure do you you have or did you come from? I grew up in a blue-collar family. My dad was a mechanic for 20 years, and my mom managed the high school cafeteria. My first jobs involved manual labor. I learned to work on cars, mow lawns, paint houses, and repair decks. I went off to college and got a white-collar education and then to seminary to further cement myself among the white-collar crowd of professors and pastors. In my family, we worked. In ministry training, we worked too, but it was a different kind of work. Throughout my education, I began to understand that there's hard work associated with reading, careful study, and sermon preparation. Behind my desk, I learned the challenges of managing ministry calendars and preparing sermons But all the while, I did so with a constant struggle against my blue-collar upbringing. Sometimes, sitting in an air-conditioned office, studying, counseling, and praying didn't feel much like work. Yeah, my body registered the fatigue, but somewhere in my subconscious, I registered and honestly still register work with sweat, with strenuous physical labor. Even now, I occasionally struggle with a false sense of guilt related to my uh, white-collar calling, but I've learned that my blue-collar background really helps me to connect to many of the folks in my church that would consider themselves to be a part of a blue-collar church. I serve in a really good church in uh, Camden, South Carolina. Many of the members of our church are blue-collar people, blue-collar Christians, if you will. Now, you must understand that blue-collar is not primarily about socioeconomics, It's primarily about a mindset. I've got people in my church that make very good money. Uh, I've got people in my church that are living all across the socioeconomic spectrum. For instance, I have men in my church that would make uh, upwards of $200,000 a year while wearing t-shirt and jeans to work every day. We have college graduates, bankers, and people with advanced degrees. But the the profession doesn't really make the man or the woman. The profession is what they do, but not who they are. Deep down, they are small-town people. Many of them are country people. They're wonderful, fun, salt-of-the-earth people, but they don't always fit well among a white-collar crowd. And for the record, they are perfectly okay with that. Now, for a long time, I struggled with some of my blue-collar guilt until I realized that God had put me in a position to minister well among the blue-collar folks within my church body. See, the reality is these are my kind of people. I understand them, and amazingly, shockingly, they seem to understand me. As a result, I've worked to overcome my false sense of guilt and to tap into the riches of my background that enabled me to better minister among the people to whom God's called me. So here are a few lessons that I've learned about being a blue-collar Christian that I'd like to share with you because I imagine there's some of you that are listening to this that are just the same sorts of blue-collar Christians that need a little bit of encouragement today. First of all, sometimes a truck tailgate is the best place for discipleship. In all honesty, it was that lesson that caused me to begin the, 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 the process of creating this podcast. Uh, see, it can be tempting 
sometimes to be to, to believe that real ministry has to take place inside of a church building or in a special place. Um, but as I spend time, especially with the men in my church, meeting them where they are opens doors for discipleship that just don't exist in my office. If we read too many authors and too many books from urban centers or universities or seminaries, we may begin to believe that all real discipleship takes place at, at a Starbucks or at some kind of a corporate-looking retreat. But here in Camden, South Carolina, a whole lot of discipleship takes place in the natural rhythms of life, and that's a good thing. So that's the first thing. It's okay to do discipleship on the tailgate of your truck or wherever you might find it. The second thing that I would urge you to remember is that it's okay to slow down. Now, most of us could benefit from being more productive, but in the pe- but the people among whom I minister, and I'm so thankful for this, don't often care how much I've accomplished today. They're more concerned with whether or not I make the time to listen to them. In other words, the old adage, they don't really care how much I know until they know how much I care, right? They want to know if I'll put my phone down long enough to look them in the eye, if I'll speak when I pass them in the hallway or wave when I pass them in the road. Part of being a blue-collar Christian is being okay, slowing down a little bit, and appreciating the people around you. Third, I just encourage you to pick up a hammer or a broom. This is where my blue-collar background really comes in handy. For blue-collar people, you earn their trust when you work alongside them. So if you are one of those blue-collar Christians and you sometimes feel like you're not doing enough because you maybe you're not the preacher or you're not the teacher, can I just encourage you today that you're earning a lot of people's trust. Uh, you're, you're investing a lot of ministry capital when you go help somebody cut a tree down, um, when you cut the church grass one day or help somebody build a shed. Uh, people with calloused hands respect other people with calloused hands. And when you show up and you, you help clean a house or you help somebody move, you've made an impact in their life, and it opens doors for you to engage um, with with them in, in ways that maybe from a white-collar perspective you may miss. Uh, fourthly, I, I would encourage you as a, as a blue-collar Christian to learn about your culture and to be okay with that, especially, especially if you are a white-collar person uh, serving in a blue-collar church or have recently moved maybe to a blue-collar town. Learn your culture. Learn about turkey farming or try to understand forestry. Uh, If you're in an area where there's um, the coal industry or nuclear power plant, learn how those work. Uh, I toured a plant a few weeks ago, and as a result, I I have a better understanding of some of the people in my church who work there. Uh, They also are more willing to hear what I have to say since I've shown interest in them beyond their attendance uh, here at the church. So uh, consider how you might be able to uh, learn your culture better. And number five, always be the Christian. I mean, in every situation where you find yourself, look for opportunities to fulfill your calling. Talk about um, maybe the sermon that your pastor preached on Sunday at a dove shoot. I've, I, as a pastor, have talked about uh, soteriology. That's right, the doctrine of salvation beside a tractor. I've prayed for failing marriages and deer stands. I've heard stories of God's triumph in the front seat of my truck, and I've learned people's deepest despair while driving nails beside them in a, in a mission project. Listen, Christianity and ministry is not limited to the, the walls of the church. It's certainly not limited to the pastor's office. Maybe you grew up in a blue-collar family like I did, and you're still trying to balance your white-collar job or your white-collar situation with the blue-collar ministry that God's got you plugged into or the blue-collar church where you're active. Maybe your dad was a pastor, a doctor, a lawyer in Raleigh, and you're trying to figure out how to minister 
in Albemarle or you're trying to figure out what it looks like to move from the big city to Camden, South Carolina and get plugged into a local church. Listen, regardless of where or how you grew up, if God's called you and if he's called you to be involved in a blue-collar church among blue-collar people, let me just urge you to love the people that he's called you to. Watch them love you back. Give them Jesus. They're going to be grateful and they're going to celebrate the work that you'll put in alongside them. God has given us this beautiful picture of Christianity. There are all sorts of Christians, white-collar Christians, blue-collar Christians, Christians from every walk of life. And regardless of how it is that you make your living or, or how it is, the kind of family that you grew up in, God's got a place for you. And, and within that, there are people that need your ministry. Listen, uh, we, we've designed this podcast to reach out to very ordinary Christian folks. Many of them are blue-collar people. Many of y'all listening to this, those blue-collar folks, be encouraged. There's room for you in the ministry to God's people. So don't uh, don't grow weary. Get busy and find those people you can work alongside and make a difference. I appreciate you continuing to tune in and support me in this. Uh, if you've got uh, suggestions, uh, please reach out with an email or a phone call. Let me know how it is that I might uh, do some better things with this podcast. I appreciate if you leave a comment or a review. That really is, is beneficial to me as I try and get that feedback. I hope you have a great week and I look forward to seeing you next time on the Ordinary Christian Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Ordinary Christian Podcast. I hope that you will use the information in this podcast to encourage you to love Jesus in the ordinary aspects of your daily life. Jesus surrounded himself with very ordinary people who made a difference in the world because of their Savior. You can make a difference too. If you would like to read more of my writings or find other podcasts, you can find information about me on my website at www.gregthompson.org. For information about Malvern Hill Baptist Church and sermons from our church, you can go to our website at www.malvernhill.org. Until next time, use the ordinary margins of your life to make an extraordinary difference in the world around you.